name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's your turn to clean up after supper. So you're standing at the sink, rinsing, washing dishes. And your mom comes in and says, Wow, you are really good at doing the dishes. Now, you have mixed feelings about this statement from your mom. On the one hand, you like the praise because we all like to be good at things. But on the other hand, who wants to be good at doing the dishes? Yikes! The obvious problem is, now mom might ask me to do the dishes again, right? So maybe you should not be quite so good at the dishes. Like every husband, right? The trick every husband has tried. Maybe if I don't do the dishes well, I won't get asked to do them again, right? There are some things you know that we're just not sure we really want to be good at. Would you take out the trash? You're really good at that. Would you change your little brother's diaper? You're really good at that one. Would you go and talk to so-and-so? You're really good at listening to other people's problems. Or, he's really angry. Would you go talk to him? You're really good at that, right? These are hard. And you know what Christians are supposed to be good at? All of those. All of those. We're supposed to be good at all of them. And it's really hard. In one word, Christians are supposed to be good at humility. And at first glance, this is truly one of those things where we might say, I don't really know if I want to be good at that. I don't know if I want to be good at being humble. Because it's hard. And like the word literally is, it's humiliating. It's hard to be like Jesus. Now, it's easy, of course, you know. It's easy to be like the rest of the world. It's easy to be selfish. We don't have to work at that at all. To put ourselves before others, to care first and foremost about our pleasure and comfort, that's easy. No problem there. It's easy to think everybody else should do the dishes, right? It's easy for my kids. We don't have to tell them, hey, would you let me do the dishes? No problem there, right? It's easy to think everybody else should take out the trash. That's why our trash bags sit there waiting for somebody to take them out. It's easy to think everybody else should change the diapers. Everybody else should listen to other people's problems. It's easy to be proud, to think we are more important, to think our time is more valuable than other people's time, to think we are more busy than other people, to think we know better than other people, that we're smarter than other people, to think everybody should be catering to us, to think everybody else should be humble. That's easy. But you, O Christian, have been called to be different. In Ephesians chapter 4 today, Paul, look at the word he uses. I'm urging you. I'm begging you, Christians. I know how hard it is. I'm urging you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of Jesus. To walk with humility. That's a high calling. A hard calling. But it's the calling of Jesus. To be good at humility. Now, let's talk about Jesus. Everywhere Jesus went, he came across people that were not as important as him. He came across people that were much dumber than he was, definitely not as smart as him. He would come across people not as kind as him. 
people who were evil sinners, people who wanted to take advantage of him. And yet, everywhere Jesus went, he came across people whom he decided to love anyway. People he decided to serve and humble himself and take the lowest seat at the table. So look at the gospel reading today. You know, we kind of get lost in the details, but the initial question is probably the most important. Jesus is at a dinner party with the Pharisees. What is he doing there? Why did he go eat with the Pharisees? I mean, why in the world would Jesus eat dinner with people who are obviously out to get him? It's a good question. And of course, the answer is because Jesus is different than us. He's different than the world. He even loves the very people who are watching him carefully, bringing him a sick person, hoping he'll heal him so they can get him in trouble. How does Jesus love people like this? Because he's humble. He's good at humility. Many other times, Jesus is found like on the opposite end. He's eating at the dinner with at the dinner table with tax collectors like Zacchaeus and Matthew. He's eating with sinners. Why does he go eat with them? Doesn't he have any pride? No, he's good at humility. And you and I, every one of us in this room today, are people that Jesus should not love. We are people that if we threw a dinner party and invited Jesus, he should not come. He is too good for us. He should look down on us. He's smart, we're dumb. He's strong, we're weak. He tells the truth, we lie all the time. He's kind and good, we're mean and evil. He's pure and clean, we're dirty. We're not good enough for Him. We don't deserve to sit at the same table with Him. We don't deserve His love. And yet, if you humble yourself before Jesus, if you take the lowest seat at the table, if you confess your sins to Him, if you recognize you are nothing and He is everything, then you will hear three of the best and sweetest words in the world. In Proverbs 25, our Old Testament reading today, those three words are, come up here. In the Gospel reading from Luke 14, it's move up higher. So take your pick, which of those three you like better. Come up here or move up higher. Either way, the point is Jesus says to you, who don't deserve it, to you who humble yourself, he says, come up here with me. To move up higher is to have a life that has real purpose and significance. In other words, we could live a life like the rest of the world that's all about us, but where does that leave us in the end? Lonely. But to move up higher, to come up here with Jesus, is to live a life of real purpose, caring for others, being good at serving, at listening, being good at forgiving and giving of ourselves, being good at working. That's the life he's called you to, a life of humility. So let me, if you will bear with me, let me drive this point home again. What are you as a Christian to be good at? Are you to be good at sports? Are you to be great at music? Are you to be good at moving up in the world? Good at being better than others? Being good at making a name for yourself? No. You might be good at some of those things. I mean, it's okay to be good at those things, but that's only because God made you good at them. But what you Christians are to be good at above all is humility. 
I urge you, Paul says, to walk in a manner worthy of your calling, to walk with humility and gentleness and patience. See, people should look at you and they should say, wow, you are really good at caring for other people. You are really good at humility. You are really good at using God's gifts to bless others. So today, before I end, I want to give you three well, let me explain first. Jesus says that we should take the lowest seat at the table. So I'm going to give you these three chairs at the lowest part of the table, three chairs that you should sit in, three chairs of humility. So these are three different parts, if you will, three different chairs of a life of humility. So the first chair of humility is a chair of confession. We should learn, you and I, to confess this truth all the time. I am no better than any other person. And that is hard. It is a very hard one. Really consider this, that you should sit down in that chair of humility and say, like Paul says, truly there is no one worse than me. I am the chief of sinners, the worst of sinners. See, we find it very easy to pick out all the ways other people are worse than us. That's easy. That we do that naturally. We say things like this. I know I'm not perfect, but at least, at least I don't do that. But we got to plop our butts down in the chair of humility, the chair of confession, and say, I'm the worst. And then Jesus will say, yes, you're right. But come up here with me. Because I died for you and I forgive you and now I will show you a life of humility. And then he brings us to the second chair of humility. And that's the chair of patient endurance. This is the chair you have to sit in when other people are, are treating you wrong. Now, we don't like that. We think if I'm right, I should tell people I'm right. I should show them I'm right. They should acknowledge I'm right. That's not humility. Just think of Jesus. He was right. All the way to the cross, he was right. But he didn't tell them that. He was humble. He patiently endured what God gave him to endure. And you have to do the same thing. There are times you are right and other people are wrong. And that doesn't mean you get to go and shove it in their face and tell them, I told you so. I'm right. You're wrong. No, it means you sit your butt in the second chair of humility and you say, I know I'm right in this case. And I know they're being unfair and hurtful and wrong, but I will patiently endure it because I love them. Let's see. Who is it that patiently endured? Jesus, right? And finally, that brings us to the third chair of humility, the chair of submission. This is where all the real work happens. This is the chair where the work gets done, where we sit in to submit ourselves to others to work for them. So, for instance, this is the chair we sit in when we're a child and we submit to our parents and obey them. This is the chair we sit in when we submit to our children as parents to teach them, to clean up their messes, to discipline them, to do their dirty laundry, to help them with homework. This is the chair we sit in and submit to our husband to respect him and encourage him. This is the chair we sit in when we have to submit to our wife to love her and protect her and praise her and devote ourselves to her. This is the chair we have to submit, sit in when we have to submit to our leaders and pray for them. The chair we sit in when we submit to our co-workers and our friends, and we listen to them. This is the chair where the work gets done. And all three of these chairs are high callings. They are the chairs of Jesus. And we know where Jesus is seated, right? 
seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Whoever here on this earth humbles himself like Jesus will in the life to come be exalted to all the glory of Jesus. So finally then, ask yourself this question, what do I want to be good at as a Christian? I urge you, as Paul urges you, to be good at sitting in the last seat, to be good at sitting in the chair of confession and patience and submission. I urge you to be good at humility, gentleness, patience, and peace. So what I'm really saying is, I urge you to be good at doing the dishes and taking out the trash and listening to people's problems and generally being like Jesus. Because Jesus has been good to you and seen you in your humility and said to you, friend, come up here with me. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus our Lord.